0: jeff krops hey good morning everybody
1: it's the end of the week and you know what that means here on political coffee it Beans. it's freedom friday this is your opportunity to call talk about whatever you want to talk about politically quick heads up at the bottom of this hour we have dr douglas frank joining us live talk about this all-important trial that he has just participated in in Hillsboro, about the SQL data files of the vote tabulation machines, the release of them. You know, this is the one where Ellen Rosenblum, Oregon's attorney general, filed in her filing that they could be hacked wirelessly. Oh, but now they're trying to say they're air gapped. Well, Dr. Frank's going to be with us at the bottom of the hour. That means this if you want to. Talk about anything politically, you better do it now. 503 589 1220 is the Power of Buick GMC talk line. 503 589 1220. Emails to Jeff at am or Jeff at news. And Kathy, I'll get to you in a second here. Hey, Fred, thanks for the uh, look, folks. This political coffee clutch we're doing on Tuesday evenings at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill there on McGillcrest in Salem. That's Fred's fault. <laughs> Fred came up and introduced himself the other night when we were there. Thank you, Fred. If you want to learn about how you can be engaged in, well, in really standing up for voter transparency, this is your opportunity. Now, I know Barbara emailed me. She doesn't know who Oregon People's Vote is. I emailed her back and said, I can connect you. Believe me, there are people that are, even though it's not registered, quote unquote, with the Secretary of State's office, that doesn't mean anything. They're flying under the radar, so to speak, even though they have a web page, OregonPeople'sVote.com. You want to learn how to participate? We'll learn how to Through the voting process and voter transparency process, keep your liberty by ensuring that elections are, in fact, everything they say they are. And if they aren't, then we're going to change them. That's what this is all about. Well, that's what the political coffee clutch is about. Fred is the guy who suggested it. And now he's come up with a QR code, the telegram page. That's kind of cool. I just got to figure out how to do that. There are UR links, uh, URL links and so forth. And I will put that up. Um, didn't actually do that, but thank you, Fred. I appreciate lots more going on out there, including the Oregon Department of Education. This is a channel six, coin six story. Oregon Department of Education unveils falling student test scores post pandemic. course they're blaming it on the pandemic really or maybe it is all the rage all the rage of well we gotta spend all this time talking about transgenderism and your gender identity and recycling and abortion we got to spend all of our time talking about race, recycling, and reproduction rather than reading, writing, arithmetic. I'm just saying. 503-589-1220 is the power of the GMC talk line. And another story on Channel 8 about the fentanyl crisis in Oregon and Washington. It's bad, folks. Now, again, until we tie this to an open border and Joe Biden and the Democrats and a governor, Kate Brown, who welcomes every illegal alien she can get her hands on into Oregon. I'm using that as a metaphor because that's really what her ideas are. Until we tie them to that, the average person out there who doesn't even know Registered voters that I run into almost on a daily basis don't even know who the Republican candidate, the, the candidates are. Betsy, Christine, or Tina. They don't even know who it is that's running. That's how out of touch people are. This is why you are so important. And I mean it. This is why I do this show, folks, so that you can go around the liberal media, you can go around um, the fact checkers as we're finding (laughs) at Google at Twitter at Facebook Instagram right on down the line folks, YouTube the fact checkers that are nothing more than woke leftists who censure you you can go around them but just you having those conversations. Putting the facts in front of people. But doing it persuasively. Not arguing. Gotta go. Gotta get to our phones. It is Freedom Friday. Dr. Douglas Frank coming up at the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning.
2: Good morning. Um, did, You know, leftists. Are a threat to normal people. Um, did you happen to see the video of Rashida Tlaib threatening that um, banker if he didn't do her will?
1: I, I didn't see it. I heard about
2: it. If you haven't, if you. If you haven't seen the video, you haven't gotten the whole story. Um, after he said, no, it's going to send America on the road to hell if we did right. such a thing. I and saw that. she said, okay, well, there are a lot of people that think you should, and they're, prob- they're going to take their money out of your banks. She did <laughs> it in such a way that it was just, it was chilling to me that she had the nerve to threaten an institu- a banking institution with ruin.
1: Yes, and that is, now keeping in mind that she's one of the 436 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, it's more scarier when that comes from a U.S. Senator, because there's only 100 of them and they have a lot more power than the members of the House. But Jamie Dimon's not a dumb guy. You're talking about the, the chairman of Chase Bank. Yeah. And you know he said that because he meant it. He was blunt. Because he sure. has reached a level of frustration with the House, and he did that because he sees the handwriting on the wall, just like we all do. Democrats are going to lose their majority in the House by big numbers. He knows it. That's why he's being bold enough to say that. Well, and stand up to her her bullying. And good for him. I I thought it was worse than bullying. I thought it was a threat to him. It is a threat. It absolutely is a threat. her
2: daggers came out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a threat. Absolutely.
2: To me, it's scary, that kind of person. But anyway.
1: That's well, what I yeah. wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, believe me, they're even worse than that. Uh, thank you, Kathy. I appreciate it. Uh, 503-589-1220 is the power Buke GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at am or jeff at kslm.news. I will have both of these stories about Oregon releasing its failing grades. They're blaming it on the pandemic, folks, which is the perfect reason why, like Betsy does say, Betsy Johnson, no more lockdowns on schools. We can deal with it without having to keep kids out of school. But, of course, the benefit of that was the parents finally figured out what's actually they woke up talking about woke. They woke up figure out what's being taught to their kids, and they don't like it. Also, the fentanyl crisis. Again, until you and I connect the dots for the voting people in our world that are persuadable about why we have a fentanyl crisis. Why? Why do we have one? Where is most of the fentanyl coming from? Is it being shipped in here by Uh, FedEx No It's coming across the southern border Why is it coming across the southern border Well because it's wide open Because over 2 million people so far That we have caught That we have caught Not including the at least 30% of getaways That never get caught That means 3 million people have come across the border In In the last 11 months, not even a year, folks. They're coming across with drugs like fentanyl and they are killing our kids. And you know who's responsible for that? The Democrats. You have to draw, connect the dots. Let's go to Art, Art, good morning.
3: morning, Jeff. I connect the dots. I've known for a long time how screwed up this state is because of democratic control. Um, this thing about the schools, I bet you look at the information from the uh, district that Mark Thielman uh, looked over, <laughs> they didn't have no lockdowns. They didn't have no masks. And so Look at the information, folks. Uh, the only reason that we're doing so bad in education in Oregon is because of the Democrats. Period. There's no doubt about it. But that's also all of state government because the Democrats have been in control and they couldn't run anything correctly. I mean, just look at all the stuff we suffered for uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, it's just ridiculous. They didn't follow the science. They followed what they wanted to do so they could have excuses not to allow us to be a part of the Democratic Party. I, I mean, the Democratic process. Uh, They kept us out of the Capitol, and we couldn't testify, and they controlled us even more than what they had in the past. Um, I'm sick and dang tired of it. We have to fight and expose these people and get Republicans elected so that we could have better control of our state. Because they, the Republicans actually care about Oregonians. Love you, Jeff. Have a great week. Love weekend. you too,
1: man. You're right. We do have to fight. Honey, I get you to the side at 6:20.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Stop the car.
1: Well, now that's interesting. There's a story in the Gateway Pundit about 10 facts on the dozens of federal operatives who infiltrated the Trump crowds in washington dc on january 6 2020. hmm no deep state working there (laughs) nope none at all unbelievable unbelievable 503-589-1220 is the power buick gmc talk line it is freedom friday you can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today emails to Jeff at 1220 a.m. or Jeff kslm dot news yeah. yeah like the one I got from Dale QR code personally identifies voter that's creepy and infuriating no yeah that that's right that's one of the things that we um, well we'll talk with dr. Frank about that he's going to be coming up here at the bottom of the uh, of this half hour in just a few minutes because that came out of the trial. Ten four. Dale writes, back to paper, back to voting in precincts on Election Day. The heck with mail-in. Always hated it. Then he says, Wyden is running an ad pro-abortion that features a split screen of him yapping on one side and a baseball game on the other. For the life of me, I can't even fathom. And then finally, he writes, regarding fentanyl, that Martians are parachuting the fentanyl in from the troposphere, I thought everybody knew that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's what the Democrats believe. Let's go to Ron. Ron, get boarded.
4: Ron, I can say this. You know, this cut off China once and for all. You wanna know why the is coming across the border? Look to China. The policies yep. that they don't have to follow? Look to China like our energy policies. They're building coal plants and they don't have to use the pollution control devices. But yet, as you look across the haze, come across the Pacific, comes from China, India, Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, Vietnam. About 60% of our pollution. But nobody wants to address that because we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings and education, number four to six in spending, and we're lower than Mississippi on the test results. That's all designed because we have sheep. You know, they want to go along with the wolves or that shiny object because it's gonna help keep our children. But in reality, answer this question, how come kids, whether legal or illegal, that come to this country has a higher level of learning and work ethics? Oh, that's right. They have involvement by their families, not just only immediate family. They hold their kids accountable. And the third thing is they have a faith foundation. I rest my case. The last thing I will say is give, um the Republican nominee better get our posterior out and get a message instead of fundraise, fundraise, fundraise. Cause I'm tired of getting my butt chapped from Canyonville all the way to east of the Cascades and saying, why am I supporting my nominee? But how can I support my nominee if she won't stand up and address the will of the people?
1: I'm trying. You're right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, God bless Ronnie. you. Uh, I want to remind you folks if you want a no on measure 114 sign my buddy Mark in a red Ford pickup will be at the Albany Gun Show this weekend, Saturday and Sunday you can't miss him because it's a big red Ford pickup and it's got a big sign it says no on measure 14 114 and he's got signs for you folks fact, he. Called me yesterday. He was driving up from somewhere south where he gets his signs made with $10,000 worth of signs in the back of his pickup. Join him at the fairgrounds right on I-5 by the Albany airport. This Saturday or Sunday, he will be there. Both days. And then he's coming down to join us. If you are in, if you want to hear from Betsy Johnson, she is going to be Sunday afternoon, three o'clock in Brownsville at Kirk's Ferry restaurants on her website, run Betsy, run under events. Three o'clock Sunday. If you want to ask her questions, this is your opportunity. I'm hosting this along with former Oregon State Police Superintendent. Tim McClain, a Brownsville native. We all went to school together. And Pete Gross-Nicholas, former Oregon State University football player, good friend of mine, and also a former law enforcement officer. He was the deputy sheriff over at Crook County. We're all sponsored. And let me tell you this. I'm going to tease you now. We have a very special person, a very high-ranking, very well-known Republican who is joining us to announce their support for Betsy at this meeting. And I mean, very high ranking. You don't want to miss it. Go to runbetsyrun.com, click on events, Kirk's Ferry restaurant this Sunday, three o'clock. Be there. If you want to talk to Betsy. Ask her questions. She'll answer them all. because That's how she does things. Fred writes a great email to me, and I do want to get to it as we go along here. Folks, I want to remind you Freedom Heating and Air, because it's gonna get hot next week. Almost 90. They can keep you cool. Give them a call, 543-580-1456. 580-1456. Freedom Heating and Air.net
2: back in a
0: moment No Talk. Says okay. Okay. The we Call Jeff now at five zero three five eight nine twelve twenty. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. It's 24 minutes before the tower, the top of the hour, rather. I can't even talk. It's Freedom Friday, folks means on Political Coffee, you can call and talk about anything political you want to talk about. I want to talk to Dr. Douglas Frank right now. Doctor, great to have you back with us.
5: Good to hear from you, Jeff.
1: Fantastic that uh, you came back to Oregon. Can Can you hear me? Yes. Wonderful. All right, so you've been a little busy. Can you talk? Give us your synopsis, sort of encapsulate the, the trial that you were at for two days here in Oregon and why it is so significant.
5: Well, um, as you pointed out to me during my visit a while back, um, the attorney general of the state of Oregon has admitted that your machines are accessible wirelessly, even when they're not connected to local networks. Even despite their so-called air gap, your machines are vulnerable. And so it's very important in that respect because because of the lawsuit, your AG has admitted to the world that your machines are hackable. So that's a super important thing. That's just one thing. Another thing is it exposes the fact that the, the state of Oregon doesn't want their citizens to see inside their elections. And, and that's a huge shame because citizens are the ones that are supposed to be policing the elections. That's why these data are supposed to be made public in the first place. You know, I have the right to challenge, you know, if I'm a citizen of Oregon, I have the right to challenge whether or not my neighbor can vote or not. It's my constitutional right. So that, that's a huge thing. Uh, it was um, interesting to see the court case. It went two days. Uh, attorney Steve jonkus was the attorney and Tim Sippel was the defendant. Um, got to, Janice Dysinger was one of the witnesses as well. We had four or five witnesses on the defense side. I was one of those, which is why I was here. And the prosecution was basically the establishment saying, "You're going to accept the results of our elections, and we're going to run our elections the way we want, and you're just going to have to like it or love it."
1: <laughs> okay. How do you think? Uh... All right. So, so I I have some questions. Um... Fire away so we're was it only you were you the only um expert witness or were guys like jeff o'donnell brought in remotely jeff o'donnell did not um testify he called in sick uh he
5: got covid in fact i know when he got it because i was with him when we were in colorado together um and so he's new to the circuit so to speak i've been traveling the country now for 20 months. And so I've had every version already of COVID. I've, you know, spent some sick days in hotels. I'm, I'm fully, uh, naturally vaccinated uh, because I've been, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've hugged tens of thousands of people. You know, I've been, I'm full, my immune system is working great, but he's new, so he didn't turn up. But in addition to me, there was Mark Cook, who is a, a well-known uh, expert, IT expert and Janice Isinger wasn't an expert. So there were just two expert testimony, though, uh, that's what you're asking about, just me and and, uh, Mark. Although the state went to great lengths to try to keep me out of the stand. Um, When it was my turn, I was last. And when um, I was called to the stand, the prosecution, which is the state and the county of Washington, Oregon, uh, objected and said that I wasn't qualified to discuss election analysis. So they had a a separate little trial within a trial to evaluate whether or not I was qualified. And uh, after that about 30-minute or so trial within a trial, the prosecution uh, conceded that I was qualified to give an expert (laughs) opinion on, on mathematics and qualified to give an expert opinion on computer science. But that I was not qualified, they did not concede that I was qualified to discuss elections because I didn't have a poli-sci degree. And I assured them that I could, that the mathematics in poli-sci is the same as the mathematics in science, and, you know, I've been teaching advanced mathematics for decades. In fact, what's funny is I, I, in the witness stand, I pointed out that when I was teaching college classes, I was teaching the poly size students their statistics. So, of course, I know the mathematics with that. But nevertheless, they did not concede that. And so, um, I was not allowed to discuss my own election al- analyses from the stand. So what happened was, uh, Counselor, um, Jonkus, he got to present it and he's less qualified than me to present it. But <laughs> nevertheless. He did a very good job presenting it, and so um, a lot of the evidence of fraud that I present typically did not get to be put into the Sipple trial, but it got to be put into the pre-Sipple trial, the trial within the trial. I think they call it a 104 trial. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it was it was an entertaining um, event. I, I think the judge is going to have to rule that the, the case wasn't about whether or not there was fraud in the election the case was about whether or not there was an overriding public interest to see this information and of course there is um, the it's a, it's it's weighing the interests of the election uh, manufacturer the election company called clear ballot they uh, the state and the county were claiming that the information that was being released was proprietary to clear ballot and that's preposterous But even if it were, there's an overriding public interest in seeing it. It's sort of like if you uh, boot Word on your computer and you write up a Word document and then you save that Word document. Is that Word document proprietary to Microsoft? Well, of course not. It's, you can share it with anybody uh, that you deem appropriate. You you want to share your Word document with. That's basically what they're saying. They're saying that a file that ClearBallot created um, to to back up the election was proprietary, which of course it isn't. And so they're just trying to keep the public out. I think it's a huge political error on, on the side. Well, the, the, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, ab- absolutely. I mean, the public has a right to know. Uh, we're paying yes. for all of this stuff. Okay. First of all, think, in Oregon yeah. law says we have a right to know. Now, um, were you able? Was anybody? Was Jeff Cook? Was anyone able to present evidence to the court, or was it even brought up that Washington County's vote tabulation machines had, in fact, been hacked?
5: What was what was able to be discussed the, on the first day of the trial? They had uh, Miss Kauai. Um, right. She had been there for 33 years as Miki the, She's um, the clerk. Yes, McKee and She had been there for 33 years. She, from the witness stand, admitted that from behind their so-called air gap that's supposed to secure the elections, that she had the ability, without passwords, to go in there and click on the screen and turn on and off the
1: modems. In
5: the machines, so she knows
1: that, that so she knows there are modems in the machine. Are there contracts? Are the contract they have with Clear Ballot does it say that they cannot have modems?
5: No, no, in fact, they're just simply they're just plain Dell laptops sitting right on top of your scanners in, in the count in Washington County. You have six scanners. and and they're all wired together and connected to a a central tabulator. And every one of those six scanners behind the so-called air gap have a Dell computer sitting right on top of them. It's just a a standard Dell laptop, and it's got modems in it. But they're just supposedly turned off, except that there's no password required to turn them on and off. And she turns them on to to do the reporting. She says she does it with herself. So in other words, they confess but confess is the wrong way because it's it's not a secret it's what i've been telling everybody and in fact it's what the ag of your state admitted to everybody that they're accessible wirelessly uh and so so that that doesn't prove that the machines were hacked but it does confirm that as the ag of your state has put in formal state documents they are hackable because they're accessible wirelessly it's, so that was a big admission that happened on Monday. I think that's really important, uh, people, because you know the, the mantra of of election people around the election officials around the country is, "Oh, the machines are not connected to the internet." Right.
1: That's and, all we hear.
5: That's right. And, and but here she is admitting that they're connectable wirelessly. Well, that's crazy. And now. When you talk about hacking, there was, a uh, to me, a, a, a important moment that happened on the second day when Mark Cook testified. He's an IT expert. He said, and oh, by the way, he said he's analyzed the network in the courtroom, in the county courthouse building, and he says, you guys need to change the network you're using. He says, the network you're using was hacked four years ago. It's already, everybody already knows, all the bad actors already know how to hack your network. So... In other words, you have her admitting, Ms. Kawhi admitting that her machines are, have wireless modems in them. Then you have Mark confirming that, that for four years, their county networks have been hackable. So to, to answer your question of whether they were hacked or not, we don't have direct evidence yet that they were hacked because they won't give us those logs. We sure would like to see them. Uh, but their capability is there and was proven
1: in, uh, proven in court. In the last one minute, what's going on in Colorado? What's the latest?
5: Tina uh, Peters is being persecuted by the state. And um, I've met with some of the clerks there. And it's the same situation there where everybody denied it at first that the machines weren't online. But I have recordings now of, of phone calls with their head clerk of the state admitting that every one of their machines has modems in it. So that's what's going on in Colorado. Uh, 14 of Peters is being confined to the state. She's not allowed to leave. They're just persecuting her, essentially.
1: My friend, thank you so much. We're at the end of our time. I deeply appreciate your continued perseverance on this issue. Thanks for updating us, and let's do it again soon.
5: I'm happy to do it, buddy. You can call me any time unless the FBI took my phone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we've heard about that, too. (laughs) Thank you, brother. Be well, my friend. Dr. Douglas Frank. Follow him on Telegram by the way. Follow the data with Dr. Frank. It's uh, it's a great Telegram site. Back in a moment.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of political coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: We are back. Great to have you with us. I hope you enjoyed that update from Dr. Frank. You know, it wasn't everything that I hoped, not the update. It's always great to talk to to Dr. Frank. But what I'd hoped it would come out of the trial just did not transpire. And I kind of didn't think it would just because the nature of what they were trying to achieve was. Does the public, the real question, does the public have a right to know this information? the data log files that was the whole point of it we'll see what the judge says i hope the fact that and i didn't know this what came out of that what mark cook's um testimony pretty stunning if you think about it that your court system computers were hacked four years ago the bad guys know how to access and know everything going on inside your court system. Now, that probably made an impact on the judge. Now, whether that rules or causes the judge to rule in favor of Tim Sipple, that these SQL data files need to be released to the public because they have a right to know they own it. Whether the judge is going to rule that way or not, I, I don't know. But at any rate, the point was made and it was made well. I hope you enjoyed that. And, you know, we are so blessed to have Dr. Frank out there, even though the FBI took his cell phone. That's what he was talking about, folks. Um, all right, emails. It's Freedom Friday. You still got a few minutes left to call. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. I want to thank Rebecca Donaldson again for being one of our great sponsors. She's one of the great real estate agents that you can rely on in her group, because she has a group. You know, she's really good at what she does. Really good at what she does. That's how she won Best of the Willamette Valley. Rebecca Donaldson, check her out at her website at rebeccasgothouses.com, rebeccasgothouses.com, or call her, 503-269-0747, 269-0747. Um, Rich writes an email Says I wonder if Drazen's going to be at the gun show In Albany Laugh out loud No probably not since she's responsible for us Losing part of our Second amendment rights You know the gun storage thing Christine's directly responsible For that so all of you You know you farmer folks Out there like me Who think you got to support Christine Uh, you might ask her about so why didn't you walk out and shut down the legislature and then negotiate away Senate Bill 554 why didn't you do that Christine were you offered money Christine well we know they were because they admitted it oh and Dale writes you know remember Christine Drazen led the charge to get rid of Mike Neerman. Yeah, that's right. She did. Yeah, what Mike did was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. But it didn't deserve being the first legislator ever to be kicked out of the legislature. Drazen did that. Fred uh, wants to know about my thoughts on dead people on the voter rolls and how regular people can use VoteRef.com. To see if dead people they know are still on the voter rolls. That's a great idea. He put his name in uh, in vote ref, saw that he was voted registered to vote in Clackamas County. But he saw other names with people with his same last name that he didn't know, that lived at an interesting address. And he knows these people are inactive. That's interesting. So you can check to see what your voter registration is at OregonVote.gov. Yes. But what about other people? How many people are registered to vote at your home that you don't even know? So far, we're finding about 30% of people who check. So I'm just going to challenge you, folks. And... Preparation of next week's political coffee, Clatch. And Rich, hang on, I'll get to you in a second here. Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, 6 o'clock. Why don't you check out your address at com? See if there are people registered there that you don't even know. Because that's fraud, folks. Let's go to Rich. Rich, good morning.
0: Good morning. If I understand Doctor Frank correctly, since I haven't had enough Diet Coke to wake up yet, does that mean that my home Wi-Fi, with its password on it, is more protected than the voter machines?
1: Yes, because what's interesting—what's <laughs> interesting—and this also came out in the trial—is uh, that most of these vote tabulations, most. most a lot of county clerks are running old Microsoft systems, which have lots of patches. Uh, actually, I I heard that last night uh, on uh, Mike Lindell TV, on the, the Mike Lindell re- report. They're running th- that known ways to hack in. And even with the patches, they're still hackable. Yeah, including the Oregon Secretary of State's vote counting system is all old Microsoft. It's all hackable.
0: They want to sp- They want to spend my tax money on all sorts of frivolous things but they don't want to upgrade their own software.
1: No, isn't that interesting? I wonder why. Hmm. Because they know they're being hacked. They just haven't yet had to admit it in court. That's what needs to happen. Rich, thank you. Also want to thank uh, my buddy, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, folks, if you are looking for a contractor you can trust, you need to call Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Again, don't take my word for it. Just go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com. Check out the great before and after photos and the great customer recommendations and referrals. He focuses on quality. That's important, especially in your home in your kitchen or your bathroom or other things. LexusRenovations.com Folks, we are blessed to have so many of you. I am, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart and so does everybody else um, on this radio station. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being active. Thank you for not giving up. And I mean, pray. Pray with all your heart. I don't care how you do it. I don't care what your faith is. Pray to the Most High God that his favor and his blessing and his judgment will come down. Favor and his blessing on us for working to preserve our constitutional rights, our God-given rights to serve him and liberty. And then pray that his judgment comes down against those who are trying to stop it. See you at 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon in Brownsville at Kirk's Ferry Restaurant. If you have questions for Betsy Johnson, see you then.